Hi, my name is Eric Krasno, and you are listening to Life Minute TV. Songwriter, producer, and two-time Grammy-winning guitarist Eric Krasno is best known as the founder of the jazz funk outfits Soul Live and Lettuce. He's worked with a diverse list of artists such as the Rolling Stones, John Mayer, and The Roots. But despite all his accomplishments, Krasno didn't feel like a fully formed artist until recently when he got married and had a son. His latest album, Always, is all about celebrating the permanence of family in a time when the world seems especially unstable. He stopped by the Life Minute studios to tell us all about it. This is a Life Minute with Eric Krasno. In the beginning of the pandemic, um, when everything shut down, I had just moved to California a few months prior and um, gotten married and my wife was pregnant. So there was a lot going on there. I was supposed to leave and go on tour um, for the for a few months and then be home when, the, when my son was born. But of course, all of that changed and uh, I had a recording studio um, in like behind my house there. So I just thought, okay, let me start creating, you know? And I hadn't had time at home in forever, you know? I, I've just been a touring musician my whole adult life. Um, I'd, and most of the albums that I'd made were, you know, pretty rushed, you know, in terms of like, okay, you're in the studio for a week, you're in the studio for a few days. So I just decided to kind of take my time initially and I was thinking maybe I would just do it acoustic or just do it myself because there was not a lot of collaborating going on. Uh, and I met a guy named Otis McDonald, who uh, is an incredible musician and producer. We actually met through some mutual friends via Instagram, and we started talking, and I, I became a fan of his music, and we just started sending ideas back and forth, and he asked me to be a part of a, a compilation that he was doing for charity. Uh, and uh, we did a song called The, uh, the Man in Me, it's a Bob Dylan song, which was just something I'd been listening to, had been kind of resonating with me, with like being a new dad. And So we made that one song and we did it all via the internet. I basically played guitar and vocals and I sent him the tracks and he added drums and keys and, and all different instrumentation, background vocals, and that kind of set off, you know, once I heard the song, what he did to, to those tracks, I was like, man, this is incredible. Uh, let's do some original music. So I just, we just started working. We did the song Silence next and then kept going and made the whole record pretty much that way. Um, and found, and it was crazy because during that time, the technology was kind of advancing in real time. Like Zoom was brand new and then became this thing everyone was doing all the time. So we started utilizing that um, while we were, cause he had a, uh, a, has a recording studio up in San Francisco. And I was in LA, but we would, uh, and also we just kind of had this really interesting connection, not beyond music too, because he had just become a dad, or he had a one-year-old son, and right when my wife was was pregnant, and so he, we were talking about being a dad and birth, and then after my son was born, he had another son. So this is all spanning since the beginning of the pandemic. Um, and we've, we've just continued to work on music. We made Always, and we actually have kept recording even past that, and we have a lot of other music. And now he's actually touring with me in the band and playing bass in the band. Um, and we created a band around this album, basically. It's called Eric Krasno and the Assembly. And uh, yeah, so it's just, so, you know, it was one of those things where the pandemic brought a lot of horrible things, but there was some, this was the big silver lining for me, was creating this record and creating this new band. You know, there was this, just feeling of um, 
gratitude for me, you know, I, I, being able to be home and be with my wife and new baby and stuff like that, you know, I, I think I also just felt really fortunate because like a lot of people, well, especially in the music world, you know, when things shut down, people stopped working and a lot of my music friends came home and like they're not used to just being alone, you know, and I, I, had, I had this really amazing um, support system around me. So uh, there was just this, this feeling of like gratitude and groundedness that uh, I, I needed, you know. I had been touring for so long and I love doing that and I still love doing it. I'm getting back out there now, but uh, I'm thankful for that time. That special time is commemorated on the album cover with his wife who was expecting at the time. You know, I had to convince her that this, to do that, to, well, so she had a, has a friend, Stephen Borash, who uh, is a really great photographer and he specializes in maternity photo shoots, which I, to be totally honest, didn't even know that was like a specialty thing. No disrespect to anyone that does that. I just had no idea. And uh, he was a, he's a friend of my wife's and, and we both were like, yeah, I mean, you know, who knows how many, you know, times will be able you, your, will your body like be like this? And I thought she looked amazing. So uh, we did this, he did this photo shoot. And when that photo showed up in like the photos, I was like, because the album theme, it just made sense to me. I, I was actually thankful that my label was like cool with it. Cause at first I was like, is it too, but I love it. And my wife was, was okay with it in the end. And yeah, it's great. And we, I love that we made vinyl you know, records of it again, because, you know, you can hold it in your hand. And I, I miss that, you know, when I grew up listening to, to vinyl and reading the credits. And so anyway, we've done like yellow vinyl and blue vinyl. And uh, yeah, I, I really like the cover. I'm biased. But and I, and I also like that now my son's one and a half now. So when he sees it, you know, he points there and I'm like, that's you. That's pretty. The album's artwork and the songs throughout are all about family. I think that that's the biggest theme, you know, there's there, a few of the songs were written previous um, that I kind of pulled out and wanted to redo, you know, that I always thought were good songs but weren't produced right. Um, like Silence was one of those, it was an older song and, and Leave Me Alone was like this kind of funny song that I'd written actually like a decade ago that I kind of revamped and did. But the rest of the songs are very much, you can kind of hear that it's it's about, you know, starting a family and being you know, kind of like setting roots in a place, you know. Hold Tight specifically, I wrote when I was, uh, like the one time I was able to take a trip during the um, pandemic, I went to Montana with a bunch of friends and ended up spending uh, with one of my really close friends and his brother and, and their dad. I spent a lot of time with him. And a lot of the lines in that are kind of from our conversations that we had like while we were fishing and like up in the, and I, you know, there was like no phones and just being out in nature. It's sad, but he, we, he unfortunately passed away um, a few months ago now. So it kind of like really hit home. I wrote that song just while I was really up there in those, in the mountains and on the river in Montana. I had this little guitar. And so that song's really important to me because of that theme. For Krasno, it's always been about family. My grandfather was a musician. He actually was a, a surgeon as well, a heart surgeon that was always into music and then later in life started performing and recording professionally. So he, when I was a young kid, he would he had a lot of music around. My, my brother and my dad are both musicians. You know, not, it's not their, uh, 
you know, main job, but they have a lot of fun playing. So music was just around my house. My uncle is in the music business. So it's just been around me my whole life and kind of, you know, once I was about 13 or 14, I just kind of knew that's what I wanted to do. I didn't know how I was going to do it, but I knew that's what I wanted to pursue. And uh, I'm glad I did. I mean, I, I still, it's one of those things where it's just endlessly um, inspiring. You know, I always hear new music that that inspires me and I'm always, there's always things to work on no matter how much you practice. <laughs> so my first instrument that I ever had was a bass uh, and I still play bass quite a bit and then um, guitar shortly after. Actually, when I was really little, I played violin for a very short uh, stint. Um, I, well, I was like three. There's this thing called Suzuki violin where you like learn with your parents. So, but my mom would always say, oh, you had like, a good ear when you were three and you would sing these songs back and play but I just the the like reading music and as a kid just wasn't it was it wasn't until I like discovered rock and roll that I was like oh this is cool you know I want to do this my brother my older brother um, was six she's like five and a half years older and when I was about you know 11 12 he had a band so they used to like rehearse in my basement and that's when I was like oh these guys are cool you know the older kids and hanging out and so that, that was when I really wanted to, to learn how to play and I remember like Led Zeppelin records were the thing like when I heard Led Zeppelin I was like oh man I like you can make a guitar do that and then it was Jimi Hendrix and then I was just by the after that I was kind of obsessed there was like a shrine in my room you know like of Hendrix records and posters and you know I was just into like psychedelic rock I was into the Grateful Dead I was into the Grateful Dead before I even played music because my older brother liked them so I like went to see them when I was a kid and then fast forward you know 20 something years later I started playing with Phil Lesh and friends from the Grateful Dead and we were playing that music and my dad you know came to those shows and was like if you could only you know when he was a kid that was he was like trading the tapes and collecting things so I was into that and then I got really into like jazz and R&B music. I mean, I was that's things I'm kind of into all of it. And then I was into hip hop when it like you know like Run DMC and the Beastie Boys when I was a kid. So I kind of had phases through everything. So and that's something that has stuck with me. And in making this record, if you if you listen to there's there's elements of all of that in there somewhere. You know, um, from like folk music to you know blues to hip hop and whatever. It's pretty much all in there. You know, I, that's what I always am trying to craft is my own sound while still kind of paying tribute to all those. Through the years um, with with Soul Eye, with my band, we opened for a lot of amazing artists and got to work with Stevie Wonder, sat in with us before. We, we toured with the Rolling Stones. We toured a lot with Dave Matthews Band. And um, I mean, so many people, The Roots and uh, John Mayer. And um, it's hard to put my head around it all. But and then, and then in, in recent years, uh, I've done a lot of work as a musical director um, and producer. I produced Aaron Neville. And um, we did a concert at Love, uh, called Love Rocks, the Beacon Theater, with uh, Mavis Staples and Melissa Etheridge and Keith Richards. Uh, so I've been so fortunate. I mean, I've gotten to work with so many of my heroes and gotten to meet and, and play with so many amazing people. Yeah, so I'm very, very thankful. So many of the people on my wish list I've been able to to come in contact with. Pretty, pretty special. As for anyone else he'd still love to collab with? I'd like to work with Jimmy Page at some point, now that we're talking about, I worked with Robert Plant a few years ago, which was 
insane. And I got to play the, the guitar parts from those records that I grew up on. Uh, but yeah, I'm a big Jimmy Page fan. I love Jeff Beck, the guitar player, who I've never, I've never met him. So there's, you know, there's still, still a few out there that I'd like to, like to meet and play with. If you'd like to catch him play live, you can. He's back on tour right now. Starting in New Orleans during the Jazz Fest down there, and we work our way up to New York. We'll be playing the Brooklyn Bowl in New York, Brooklyn Bowl, Philly, um, Portland, Maine, Baltimore. And, and then in the summer, we have a, a, a bunch of festivals. Staying busy doing that, and I'm also recording more and, and producing records with other people, um, with other artists. So, you know, just staying busy and making music. I'm, I'm glad that we can get out and tour again. Because we actually had to push back our tour a couple times. We did our first leg of the tour here uh, in February, um, but it, got, it was originally for the fall, so now things are starting to open up. It's still, you know, it's, it's a strange time to be touring because, like, one day everything's okay and a week later, you know. But I, I'm just glad to be doing what I love because the thought of having not being able to play music for actual people is scary. If you want to hear this interview again and more interviews with other music greats, don't forget to check out and subscribe to our podcast, Life Minute TV, on iTunes and all streaming platforms.